2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. We try to fix things. We're fixers mm-hmm. on the Jeff and Jen morning show. Second date update is one of the ways we try to do that. We try to... Bring people together with a second date. If not, at least get some closure with an explanation as to why you were blown off after that first date you thought went so well. Let's welcome Sandra to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Hey, Sandra.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. doing Sandra great. or Sandra? I prefer Sandra.
2: Sandra. Ooh, it's
3: more exotic, I think. Yes. Well, Sandra.
2: Sandra, tell us about Eric, how the date went, yeah. and maybe begin with how the two of you met.
1: Yes, I met him at the Jeff Lefford concert. And uh, we were both in the VIP area. We just started talking. He's there with a bunch of his friends. They were just, like, so funny. They were hilarious. Okay. So we're hanging out for pretty much all of Tesla. Then he and his friends went to their seats for REO. Cool. And then I ran into him uh, again later that night.
3: All right.
1: So as Def Leppard was starting, he just, like, grabbed my phone and put his number in it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh
1: cool yeah i thought that was kind of awesome so i like immediately texted him so he'd have my number two and his seats were in the second row so he's like texting me pictures for most of the show it was really fun it did, was like
2: where were your you, seats yeah
1: well my seats were like way further back so did,
2: did you text
4: him hey you got room for one more up there
1: <laughs> that's what i would have did <laughs> it was, like packed up there Unfortunately, he didn't have room, but we were, like, texting during the show, and I was just, like, having a really good time talking to him. Cool. So we left a little early. Uh, I didn't get to see him again that night. It was, like, nuts when everybody was leaving, of course. Yeah. Um, but then later, he texted me the next day, and we decided we were going to meet up for drinks and actually, like, get to talk to each other face-to-face instead of over text. Cool. So we were like, okay, let's meet up at Crossroads and White Oak. And we just, like, got along so well that that turned into dinner, which, you know, of course, we kept drinking the whole night.
2: Of course. Uh,
1: Yeah, so eventually he just ended up at my place for a sleepover because things were, like, going well. And I was like, why not? (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, he's cool. He's a party guy. He was so much fun. And I think he was, like, pretty impressed that I could hang with him for the whole night. Huh. So, Yeah, so we just had a really awesome time. How did it go Um, the next
2: morning? Like, did did you do breakfast or anything, or did he sneak out? How did that go?
1: He had to leave pretty early the next morning because he had stuff to do the next day. So he just was like, oh, I'll just grab a coffee on my way home. Um, But that's cool. I'm a busy person. I totally get that. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. He hasn't really called since then, so I'm, like, not really sure what's going on because I really thought we had a great time. We had sort of an epic night. It lasted yeah. forever, you know.
2: Have you tried um, to reach out to him at all?
1: Yeah, I've texted him a couple of times, and it's like the first time he hasn't really texted me back. So I'm just, I don't know what's up.
2: Hmm. You're baffled. Totally. Yeah. And it's been how many days?
1: Uh, I guess it's been about seven days. It's been like a week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't yeah, heard from I mean, him by now, probably I a long time not to
1: not gonna... hear from anybody, especially when they're like texting you all night. Say it know? again. I just think it's like a long time to not hear from anybody right. they, when they're like texting you all the time. Yeah. You meet. Yeah. So.
2: Okay. Well, then let's do this. We'll take a break. When we come back, hopefully we'll have Eric on the phone with some explanation or reason as to what happened. Maybe it's just one silly misunderstanding. It has happened. As Second Date Update <laughs> continues next with Jeff and Jen on Q102. Well, Sandra met Eric at the Def Leppard concert sometime back at Riverbend, and I guess they happened to both be hanging out in the VIP area for a time until it came time to go to their respective seats to watch the show. He actually had tickets in the second row, and while he was not able to invite her to his seats, he did grab her phone earlier in the evening, put his phone number in there so that they could text back and forth, There seemed to be some chemistry from the get-go, and he used that time to text her pictures from his seats, which Mm -hmm. were actually pretty cool, better than her seats. That got some dialogue, which led to a date where they ultimately went out for drinks and eventually dinner and hit it off so well, ended up back at her place. He spent the night. They had a lovely time. And hasn't heard from him since. And based on everything you've said, Sandra, you didn't get any weird vibe from him near the end, like maybe something had affected or changed the chemistry between you two that would cause him to avoid you?
1: No, not really. I mean, he had to leave pretty quick.
0: Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
5: Surgery has a
1: But you know, he was—I didn't really think anything of it.
3: Yeah, he did. He wasn't awkward or cold, or
1: no. You know, he's cool. He like gave me a kiss goodbye, and then he just sort of had jet. So all
2: right, we're calling Eric.
7: Yes, this is
2: Eric. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. Eric, how are you? <laughs> Holy <laughs> Jeff and Jen.
3: Hi, Eric.
2: How are you? What's Good. up, man? Is this one of your
7: second date update thingies? You
3: got it.
2: Yes, it is. You're a oh, smart man.
7: man. You're bright. Uh,
3: You're yeah, on I
2: it. <laughs> well, you haven't hung up. Would you be willing to share what the deal is with Sandra? Uh,.
7: Yeah, probably a pretty good, uh, relatable lesson here with other dudes out there.
2: <laughs> really? Why do you say that?
7: Yeah. Well, I just feel like this probably happens to a lot of guys. You know, I mean, I, I had a really good time with her. You know, she was great, actually, if I did. It was a really fun night. But she's a cat lady. And when I say she's a cat lady, she's she's got four of them. And that's, oh, wow. that's fine. I don't judge her for that because I'm an animal guy myself. I've got two dogs, you know, so it's hard for me to judge. But the problem is I'm allergic to cats.
4: Ah, it wasn't any heavy breathing. It was more like heavy wheezing.
7: <laughs> exactly. Cause, I mean, there was cat hair like everywhere in her mm. place, which was bad enough. But when we got in the bedroom, there was cat hair all over the bed and the cats were like in the bed. Like when we were sort of getting to the to the deed, it oh. was, the cats <laughs> were sort of swarming around. They weren't just. Staring at us, right. <laughs> there was engaging a little bit. I mean, there was a point where I felt something cold and wet down there, and uh, what? it was, happy, yeah, like at a really pivotal moment, <laughs> and uh, kind of threw
2: me off a little bit. So
7: uh, but I don't. Even, I don't...
2: <laughs> the punchlines that are running through my head right now. <laughs> hey, what was thing?
7: I mean, you know, that was, was just too much for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean you could have just told Sandra that you're allergic to cats, Sandra.
7: Oh my god,
1: I'm so embarrassed. I really had no idea that happened. <laughs> he was like, kind of coughing and sneezing a little bit, like I noticed, but I thought it was just like, kind of like a summer cold or something. Like,
3: <laughs> do you know which one of your cats was the offender uh, with the cold, wet nose? No.
1: They're all pretty affectionate. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'm just, like, so used to it, you know? They, like, wake me up that way and everything.
6: Right.
1: And it doesn't bother me at all because I just love them so much. But I, you know, it's like I get it. I know not everybody's, like, into cats. And there's been other guys who've just told me that they didn't like cats. And I guess, Eric, I wish you had just, like, said something. But (laughs) I don't know what to say.
2: What can you do? If you're allergic, you're allergic, right? That's right.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I mean, the I allergic know.
2: part. That I understand. But,
1: I mean, up
3: in the bed in the middle of all the stuff. Yeah, because I've, yeah. Had, I've, had, I've
1: know, had friends. I know, I you know. I guess pets. I could probably, like, try to get them to not sleep with me, but I, I just, I love them so much, and, <laughs> like, that's... They're your babies,
2: you know, I love my cats, too, but I can't let them sleep in the bedroom with me. If I've got to be up early the next morning, they'll keep me up on it. They're too squirmy. They're in and out.
1: Yeah, I'm just in that place where I'm that's like what I like. It's like comforting for me, you know, right to have them around.
3: So, yeah, you're just going to have to find a dude that likes cats as much as you do.
1: Yeah, totally. I need to find a cat guy. Maybe that should lead with that in the future or something. Yeah, <laughs> looking
2: for a cat guy. Totally, we're out there. We exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can handle four. But well, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it would happen, Jeff, if you got together. Let's say Kristen got two cats, yeah. and then well, you she's decided got
2: one.
7: Yeah. So, so if you three. decided
3: to cohabitate.
7: Mm-hmm. I've got friends who got cats, so it's not like it's not like a total deal breaker. It was more of the uh, in, invasion
2: aspect. <laughs> All right, but but is it safe to assume there's no second date here? Are you totally out, or do you guys want to take another crack at this?
7: No, I'm I'm good. I think she's right. She should probably find the cat guy.
2: All right, guys. Well, just making sure, thank you so much, Eric. We do appreciate you indulging us and talking to us and, and giving the full scoop. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank right, you. And Sandra, stay in touch with us.
1: Yeah. You, maybe you guys can find me like a guy who's a cat, cat dude.
2: We will keep our eyes open. <laughs> yeah. Eyes and thank ears. Thank you so much. And whiskers. You're welcome. Right. Thank you, Sandra. Thank
3: you. Take care. All right. Bye. You too. All right. So cat dudes, send us an email. Otherwise, if you've been out on a first date and you haven't heard back, 513 749 2320
2: or email us Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. According to a recent wedding survey, 61% of couples write their own vows. 40% have a friend or family member officiate, and 40% of brides actually let the groom see them before the ceremony, although they don't go into whether or not he sees the dress. But you were mentioning that a lot of couples, I guess, are getting the photos taken before the ceremony?
3: Yeah, because, you know, it takes forever, and you just end up leaving all of your guests waiting at the reception. And I can't stand those weddings that have the wedding at 2, and the reception then doesn't start till 6. Yeah,
0: because everybody's plowed. It's like, ugh. I will tell you something's neat, though, about seeing the groom beforehand. If you do decide to do that, make sure you have two photographers because one has to capture what she sees when she sees him for the first time. And right. one has to capture him when he sees her for the first time. So you can kind of get both aspects. Yeah.
2: Mm. Two
4: selfie sticks.
0: Two selfie sticks. <laughs> Boy, that's a
2: lot of selfie sticks. It is. <laughs> Let's see. Marcy. Hello. What quirky or creative thing did you do at your wedding?
1: Well, my husband and I actually met working at um, St. Rita's Haunted House. Mm-hmm. So for our wedding, um, we got married on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and during the ceremony, we actually had, um, um, we asked like if anyone protested the um, wedding. And then we had Jason come out and like stop the wedding. And then my husband had to chase him off. Stage with the knife. Awesome.
4: That is funny. Isn't
1: yeah, that it was. It was a fun time. That's pretty good. That is
4: hysterical. Oh, yeah. I did. did. Did Grandma like her? Did she like roll her eyes?
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, my parents were you know so proud of us. Oh, I'm yeah. sure.
4: That's yeah. funny.
2: Well done, Marcy. Yeah,
1: it, was, it was fun. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. Cool. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Jim.
6: Good morning, guys.
2: How are you? Great. Great. What quirky or creative thing did you do at your wedding?
6: So to present the rings, I actually uh, put them in a small baggie and put them inside a Cracker Jack box. (laughs) And so my brother had it on the inside of his uh, suit coat, so when they asked for him, he pulled it out. But Jeff, I'm sure you can relate to this. The Cracker Jack box isn't the easiest thing to open up. So he's fumbling with it to dump it out into a bowl, and so I'm trying to banter while he's trying to do it. So I told my wife I'm like, You better hope there's a ring in here if it's a tattoo or in trouble.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
7: That's cute. But, uh, nice.
6: it, it went over it went over well with the entire crowd, they're all laughing and my wife uh, was totally surprised by it and we were laughing during the whole ceremony, so kinda
2: went it kinda went, the, uh, it kinda like went it.
6: well. So That's
3: Love sweet. it. Thank and you, Jim. you're still married, right? Oh yeah, we've been married for eight years. Nice. So well
6: keep
2: up done. That's the good work.
6: Always
3: laughing.
2: <laughs> Love it. Jennifer
6: Well when it came time for our dance This piano flourish starts in the song. My husband spins me around, and then it turns into a lounge singer version of the Hokey Pokey.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, a lot of
1: fun and very surprising.
3: (laughs) Nice.
1: Did everybody
0: get up and join you?
1: Well, we tried to get them to get up and join us after a while, but they they couldn't hear
6: us. The DJ didn't cooperate. He was supposed to ask them to join us, and we're kind of like waving everybody onto the stage, but
4: it was funny cute oh that's funny and that's what it's all about Bum, that's bump. right
3: all <laughs> <sales>. <laughs> i think that's what I, i've seen that i i think on jewelry and on signs for your house what if the hokey pokey really
2: is all that it's, what about? it's all yeah. about, you know it's yeah. a very deep thought right <laughs> thanks guys you Thank bet you, Jennifer. emily hi what quirky or creative thing did you do at your wedding
1: well, we had a couple of different stations, uh, but my favorite was probably the late night Coney and Slider Bar.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At, like 10 o'clock, we needed to sober a couple of people up, so we, uh, <laughs> we fed them all conies and Slider's so that they would uh, awesome. be nice. good for the rest of the night.
3: That's awesome. Well, well, that's that's a good move. Funny. I like that. I like When they I show like up with the
0: Crave cases and everybody's <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We ordered a bit too many, though, so we actually had people... When we were going to the bar after the wedding, carrying their crave cases down the street. <laughs> right.
2: Love it. Yep. Thank you, mm-hmm. Emily. That's smart.
1: No problem. Thanks.
2: Faith. Yeah. What quirky or creative thing did you do at your wedding?
6: Well, I don't think it was quirky. I think it was creative. Um, everybody is, you know, pretty familiar with a unity candle ceremony. Right. But when our guests um, entered the church, um, I think the first thing was we had these big wooden letters for our guests to sign their name on as opposed to a guest book. Mm-hmm. And now my husband has stained them and they'll hang on our wall. But when they, when they signed those letters, my nieces gave everybody um, a little candle like you use for like candlelight ceremonies, like at Christmas or whatever. Yeah. So when we lit, we took our tapers and lit our unity candle, we then came down off the altar and went to the back of the church and worked our way forward. And lit the first candle of everybody at the end of the aisle, so everybody had a lit candle when we turned around and got back up to the altar. And then we had our minister say a prayer that was like for family and friends of everybody that we thought was, and everybody that was there was there for a reason. So we wanted to include them. Wow,
3: oh, that's that was really cool. Everybody. I like that.
6: Yeah, it was nice. It was really, bu- it was really beautiful when. By the time we got everybody's candles lit and we get back up to the front of the church, we get the altar, and you turn around. It was really almost breathtaking. Wow. It was so just- nice. That's great, Faith.
1: <laughs> I like it. I Thank love you.
6: listening to you guys. You uh, know, we my, appreciate you it. You make my commute in the morning a lot more pleasant. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. We appreciate
2: it. Glad to hear it. You guys have a great day. Take care, Faith. Bye. 743, sunny and hot. This afternoon we'll see a high around 90 degrees. Right now at 72 at Cincinnati's Q102, we got a brand new second date update for you coming up in less than 10 minutes.
5: The big story, of course, last night was Melania Trump's speech, and a lot of experts are saying that she borrowed a large chunk of it from a speech that Michelle Obama gave at the Democratic Convention in 2008. Now I'm not sure if they're right. Let's take a look.
6: We want our children and all children in this nation. ...to know the that the only, only limit to the height of your achievements is the, is the reach of, your, of dreams your dreams and your willingness and your to, really work to work hard for them.
5: I've got to be honest, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, Trump came to his wife's defence and said that he's always been on her side, from his days as a community organiser in Chicago all the way back to being the first black male senator from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs>
2: James Corden last night on Melania Trump taking lines from Michelle Obama. And then he launched into this. He actually launched into a pretty co- funny bit where he stole David Letterman's famous top 10 bit mm-hmm. to make fun of Melania stealing lines from Michelle. I'll play that for you, real quick.
5: The top 10 excuses Melania gave for plagiarizing Michelle Obama's speech at the Republican convention. Here we go. Number 10. I thought that was the speech every first lady gives. (laughs) In a number nine, I'm from a communist country where we share everything, including speeches. (laughs) Number eight, I no paid to write. I paid to be wife of clown billionaire. (laughs) Number seven, I played Pokemon Go until five minutes before the speech. I killed Koala Bear. Is that not one? Number six, I did not have plagiaristic relations with that woman, Mrs. Obama. Number five, the drugs I take to get through sex hadn't worn off. (laughs) You know what that that means, don't you, Paul? You know all about that, right, Paul?
7: Uh, Sure, sure. Tell me about it. Tell me
5: about it. Uh, Number four. Chris Christie ate my first draft. <laughs> uh, number three, I'm just like you. I didn't think Donald would make it this far. Number... In a number two, who cares about plagiarising? James Corden's doing it right now. <laughs> and the number one excuse that Melania gave for plagiarising is i speak
2: no english pretty good yeah late night talk show host just having a field day with that oh man so much material so much material and coming up next it is a brand new second date update with jeff and jen right here on cincinnati's q102 sunny and hot high of 90 it is 74 with jeff and jen Let's just run through a few, Mrs. Trump. Go ahead.
1: In this great country where a girl from the south side of Chicago can go to college and law school, and the son of a single mother from Hawaii can go all the way to the White House.
4: Uh, Try New York.
1: What struck me when I first met Barack...
4: We'll change that to Donald.
1: ...was that even though he had this funny name, even though he'd grown up all the way across the continent in Hawaii... We'll
4: change that to New York.
1: Like my family, they screamed and saved so that he could have opportunities they never had themselves. What? In Slovenia, we say, ask not what your country can do for you because the only thing we have to fear is mission accomplished.
4: Okay. Uh, Where did you get your ideas for this speech?
1: On the Google.
2: What are the odds that Melania didn't Steal her speech from Michelle Obama. Also, Megan Kelly getting in the middle of the Fox News sexual harassment case. Also, a uh, celebrity engagement has ended. Sad to report that here in a moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, first, let's begin this hour's e news with the passing Monday, of a Hollywood Monday, legend.
3: Monday, yeah, really, Monday, Gary Marshall has died. He was 81, complications from pneumonia, also recently suffered a stroke. Now, Gary's been around forever, since the 60s. I mean, he wrote for TV shows like Make Room for Daddy and the Dick Van Dyke Show. He created some of the most iconic shows of the 70s. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Joni Loves Chachi. Also, the guy who brought The Odd Couple to TV and his list of, of movies that he directed... Pretty Woman, Beaches, The Princess Diaries, Overboard, Runaway Bride,
0: Oh, all Valentine's great movies! Day, New
3: Year's Day, and as recently as Mother's Day, which just came out earlier this year. I just
0: watched Beaches yesterday. Yesterday,
3: yes, such a tearjerker. Yep. He also starred on screen. He played a baseball team owner in A League of Their Own, and you'd recognize him if you saw him on screen. His sister, of course, is Penny Marshall. He is also survived by his wife of over fifty years, Barbara, their three kids, several grandchildren, and another sister. So very sad. Yeah,
2: you'd see him pop up doing cameo roles and stuff too.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: He was talking about in an interview. It was a I guess it was a documentary on Happy Days when they had the big reunion in two thousand five. He was talking about how ABC initially refused to let Fonzie's character wear a leather jacket. Could
3: you imagine Fonzie without the leather jacket? No.
2: And consider the times it was the 70s, why they wouldn't want him wearing a leather jacket on television. We thought we had come up with this great character called Fonzie. And what happened was the network suddenly said,
7: we don't like this Fonzie character.
6: The network didn't want him in a leather jacket because that leather jacket implied all that tough world. So... He was in a little gabardine windbreaker it's a wonder they didn't have a bunch of little pencils there
5: so i
7: wrote a letter to the network saying here's what we'll do only when he rides the motorcycle he'll have a leather jacket fonzie got his jacket back and then i wrote another memo Riders. never ever in any scene let fonzie be without his motorcycle windbreaker that fonzie wore i threw in a dumpster on the paramount lot the leather jacket he wore is in the Smithsonian Institute in Washington. and That's absolutely true. How
3: about that? That's sneaky. I love it. Wow. I love it. So very sad.
2: Gary Marshall, the great Gary Marshall, gone at the age of 81.
3: Mm-hmm. And the breakup that we're talking about this morning may actually just be taking a break. But it's Lady Gaga and Taylor Kinney. She's no longer wearing the engagement ring. Supposedly, they decided to take this break earlier this month. They've been together for five years, got engaged on Valentine's Day. Last year, the last time they were photographed together was in April, and we're hearing it's all because of the long distance. Oh, yeah. in Chicago all the time, shooting Chicago fire, and she's all over the
4: place. On Instagram, she uh, she kind of addressed the whole issue. She says, Taylor and I have always believed we are soulmates. Um And then she kind of talks about the long distance thing and she says, please root for us.
0: I am. We're just like
4: everybody else and we really love each other.
0: They're so cute. I guess she's doing a new album, though, too, because I was actually talking with Grover Collins, one of our music people, like, when is she going to have new music? And I guess she's working on an album now in L.A.
3: And that's all-consuming. When they're working on albums, it feels like they're in the studio for
0: all the time, 20
3: hours a day. They didn't
0: come out for four months. And then when right. they do come out, like if they are writing all day and all night, I'm sure they can't give you any kind of quality attention because they're so spent.
2: Right. Yeah, but there's this expectation that they're there for you. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a common theme in relationships where one does a lot of traveling and the other is just busy working. Mm-hmm. There are also reports this morning that Fox News boss Roger Ailes is getting pushed out of Fox News thanks to the Gretchen Carlson sexual harassment lawsuit. If that is true, I wouldn't feel too bad for him. He's supposedly getting a $40 million buyout.
3: There must be some real legitimacy, though, to the claim if they're pushing
2: him out. I would think there is. We've heard this from a lot of people. Many women have come forward... And are talking to Gretchen Carlson's lawyers, backing up much of what she has said and supposedly um, sharing their own experiences with Roger Ailes. Mm-hmm. And now we know why Megan Kelly was one of the few current Fox News employees who didn't come rushing to Roger's defense. Sources say that she admitted to investigators that he harassed her 10 years ago. Wow. He supposedly made unwanted sexual advances when Megan was still just a contributor to the network. One report claims that it was an unwanted hug. And, you know, this is what I find fascinating. Like, how how, how did Megan Kelly handle that? Did she shut it down and move on?
3: And was it just a hug? Because not that long ago she said that he is responsible for all of the... Good things that have happened to
2: her. Right. She has given him credit for much of her success. Yeah. But was she ever in a position where she had to say, "Uh uh-uh, you know, I, I love working for you, but that's not happening.
3: Yeah. And I mean, an unwanted hug. I mean, it could just be, I mean, like one of us hugging each other and the other one just really not wanting them to. Or was it a hug that he was trying to perform that would...
0: Pull himself in. Yeah, or,
3: that he's trying, that it's the start of something, him wanting more than just that. or
0: Yeah. You like, know?
2: Yeah, Megyn so Kelly hard. doesn't strike me as the type of person that would tolerate something that, you know. Was she, unwanted. She, Wouldn't was tolerate unwanted. anything. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. her, yeah, one of
4: those high heels she's wearing would go somewhere. Yeah, quickly.
2: Yeah, but I tell you what, Megyn Kelly is seen as the future of Fox News. I mean, Bill O'Reilly's not going to be doing this forever. Uh, He's going to be retiring at some point. You know, a lot of these guys are aging, which is why they're supposedly working so quickly to push Roger out. He's not
3: a young guy either.
2: He's not a young guy either. But the belief is that Roger's got this camp of Roger followers, you know, that if Roger were to leave... Would go with him. Uh, source says, you know, and it depends on who you believe here, because there's a source saying that everyone at Fox News hates Megan because she's demanding and well, tough to you know, work with. Powerful, I know, powerful,
3: assertive women always get called.
2: I know
0: the B word. That's right. She's a diva. Yeah. Who
2: who knows how much of that is mm-hmm. fair? But I guess Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity. Greta Van Sustern, Shepard, Smith, and Brett Bear are are like this little you know group of Roger Ailes loyalists.
3: This isn't that hard to believe. I mean, we've seen this in radio before, where there was a guy that was like kind of running the show, and he had questionable behavior with some women on his staff, but he also had a very strong core of believers loyalists that, mm-hmm, right. that would have done anything for him.
2: True. So we'll see, you know, if they, if they do, just keep in mind, none of the, what we're talking about here has been confirmed. These are all rumors from unnamed sources at this point. So,
3: we you gotta know, keep an eye.
2: if Roger were to leave, the talk is that his little group of loyalists, Bill and Sean and Greta and Shepard and Bear, uh, would all follow him.
3: And he'd go off to another ago. network and take them along with him. Right. Well, this is interesting because somebody actually sat down and crunched some numbers and is claiming that there is only a one in 87 billion chance that Melania Trump didn't plagiarize her speech. One in 87 billion. Intentionally, you mean, or
2: unintentionally?
3: Uh, Well, you're saying it's plagiarized. I mean, isn't plagiarized by definition on purpose? Mm hmm.
2: So say that again. There's a one in what
3: one in eighty seven billion chance that Melania did not plagiarize her
4: speech. What's the phrase? It's like uh, copy copying is the biggest form of flattery or something. Something like that. Right. Like hmm Maybe it's just that imitation. Imitation yeah. is yeah. the biggest
3: form of flattery.
2: Yeah. But I would also say that imitation is the greatest form of flattery.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with that. <gasps> But they're
2: very, you know, it's funny how (laughs) their defense mechanism is blaming Hillary Clinton's camp for exploiting this. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even Hillary Clinton's camp that it was a reporter spotted this.
0: Yeah.
3: That's watching it and going, this sounds really familiar. I saw some dude on Twitter, which is impressive, too,
0: because it's like,
3: how do you remember a speech somebody gave eight years ago?
0: He remembered parts of it. I saw him on Access Hollywood last night. He said he was remembering parts of it. He was like, this sounds familiar. And he thought it was originally from 2012. And then before he blew the whistle on it, he went into Google and was like Googling, when was this said? Mm-hmm. And that's when it came up 2008. And mm-hmm. he was like, Pup-oh.
4: welcome to the big leagues.
2: Yeah, I know. There you- it's got to suck for her, too, because
4: she's normally been a quiet kind of behind-the-scenes person. Yeah, I don't think she
2: wants to be front and center anyway. I think she kind of likes hanging in the background. And this is one of those... This is a necessary evil that she's got to participate in. And then (laughs) it blows up on her face. And now she's
6: like, this is why I didn't want to do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: This is (laughs) why. I'm sure she is.
6: Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't ever want to do... Don't ever make me do it again.
2: Right, that's it. I'm done.
6: Yeah.
4: It's a lot of blame on her. And I kind of feel bad a little bit because there are how many you know, speech writers and consultants and people that are running the show, nobody double-checked anything. Nobody double-checked that. Right. Nobody thought, thought about that before hey. putting it in front of all of this, you know, they've been working on building that coliseum for four weeks to yeah. get it ready, and nobody double-checked the speech. Yeah.
2: No, but I think that Donald, Mr. Trump, whatever, Donald Trump should, should fire the speech writers that missed that. Yeah. And you know, and and Melania went wrong by saying that she wrote it.
3: See, I yeah. swear, I swear I saw this unless this was a dream last night that they had the actual script that the writers had done that they handed to Melania and she changed some of the wording and it was actually her writing of the wording.
0: That changed the tomato be like hers. Yes.
2: You're talking about an NBC report that said yeah. they they obtained a copy Of the draft from the speechwriters, and her team made last-minute changes to it before she went out. Mm Mm-hmm. And it it inadvertently...
3: It was the changes that she made. That turned it into sounding more like... They also
2: right.
0: showed the guy... Remember how Barack Obama was had, did the same exact thing and he stole from someone else's speech? We were talking a little bit about this yesterday. Deval
2: Patrick, who's the governor of Massachusetts.
0: Yes, and so the guy that wrote Barack Obama's speech was also on TV last night, and he said, I immediately was like... I I will quit. I am done. I this is my fault. My bad. My bad. And they were like, you know what? Thank you for coming forward. We will blame this on you because it is your fault. But right. And then I think he kept his job, but you gotta. Think. He did tell on himself, and you feel like somebody would be like, it was me.
2: Savannah Guthrie and Chuck Todd made a really good point last night too. They said if they had just acknowledged the error mm-hmm. and said, look, you know, speechwriter screwed up. Mm-hmm. He's fired. It, the story would have been over by lunch.
3: Yeah. But that no. would have been the end of it. But, you know, these speech writers, you got to think that with all of the speeches that they listen to, that oh, they yeah. read, and that they write, especially when it comes to really common topics and themes like family and, like, working hard and, like, your parents and your children, you would think that it would be very, very easy to formulate some sentences that sound a heck of a lot like something you heard or read along the way, and you don't even realize it at the time.
2: Right.
0: It's just like when people are writing music. You know, it's like they come up with rhythms or words, and you know, oh my gosh, where did that come from? You heard it years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same exact kind of thing.
7: Yeah, but by God, you think you originated it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast.